Hey y'all, welcome back. As we continue our trek on through First Kings, we are on chapter 17 where we see Elijah, the prophet, enter the scene. And in First Kings 17 through Second Kings 10, the focus really shifts to the stories of Elijah and Elisha, the the prophetic work of God, which is right in the heart in the middle of these two books of Kings. And in the midst of all of the Kings, most of who were not good Kings, as, as far as the eyes of the Lord goes, um, God's word still reigns supreme. And they're right in the heart of these books. And ultimately God is King and the prophet's word, um, bringing forth the word of God still reigns in Israel. And the prophets in this time spoke on behalf of God as they do today. And they are covenant enforcers calling Israel back to covenant obedience, back to life with God. And two of the most prominent um, prophets in this time were Elijah and Elisha. And we'll go ahead and see how God uses them to try to um, call Israel back to God. In chapter 17, verse 1, it says, Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. And, um, if you remember correctly, in the last chapter, King Ahab, he was even more evil in the sight of the Lord than the previous kings. It's like they're all competing to see who could be the worst in the eyes of God. And he, uh, the prophet Elijah is calling him out and saying, surely, as long as, um, until I say there will be rain, it's not going to rain again. And in verse 2, then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. So we're entering into a drought here because there's not going to be rain, but God's going to take care of his servant and he's going to make sure he gets food. So the ravens are going to bring him food and make sure that he gets the proper nutrition that he needs. God's going to bring it forth for him. Um, because God does care and takes care of his people. In verse 5, So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kareth Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Um, then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, Would you please bring me a little, cup in, a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread, too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house, and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do what you've just said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. 
For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your container until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised Elijah. Sometime, after, sometime later, the woman's son became sick. He grew worse and worse, and finally he died. Then she said to Elijah, O oh, man of God, what have you done to me? Have you come here to point out my sins and kill my son? But Elijah replied, Give me your son. And he took the child's body from her arms. He carried them up the stairs to the room where he was laying and laid the body on his bed. Then Elijah cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, why have you brought tragedy to this widow who has opened her home to me, causing her son to die? And he stretched himself out over the child three times and cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, please let this child's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's prayer, and the life of the child returned, and he revived. Then Elijah brought him down from the upper room and gave him to his mother. Look, he said, your son is alive. Then the woman told Elijah, now I know for sure that you are a man of God, and that the Lord truly speaks through you. So a couple things here. Um. So this... There's so so much in this chapter here. Um, first of all, this this widow, she had nothing left. She was basically preparing her very last meal, and she was planning for herself and her son to die. And God sent the prophet Elijah to her and said, If you give God first, give God your first and foremost, because everything we have is from God. And if we give God our first fruits and everything that we have first, all our first incomes, if we give God everything that he gives us, the first portions directly to God, God will bless and sustain us continually. And he tells her to do that first. Prepare a little bread for me, the prophet from God, and then you're going to have enough bread for you and your son to continue living through this drought. And God does so. She didn't have much to offer. She didn't have hardly anything at all, but God used what she had in her home, in her hands, right in her being, in her presence. God used what she had to bless his kingdom and sustain his messenger, as well as herself and her son. God uses, even even if we don't think we have much to give or much to offer or much to um, bring to our communities or the people around us or even our own families, don't limit ourselves based on what the world says we have or don't have because God God can multiply and God is a multiplier and God will multiply, especially when things are used for his kingdom. That's where God comes in and says, wait, let me show you. And he does. He brings forth miracles and he brings forth life and he brings forth abundance and he cares for his children and he makes sure we have what we need. We just have to trust God and give him all our hearts, souls, and minds in our, in our first and foremost of our incomes and our tithes and our everything that we have is God's. So we need to be giving back to God and he will in turn bless us. Um, so she used the very little she had and used it to honor God and God blessed her and God revived her son and brought him to life. And as if she didn't, this I do find this comical, but she she has never ending bread like god has blessed her with never ending bread through this drought but now 
she knows for sure that the Lord speaks through him. And it's like God just continually brings forth blessings and, and shows himself to us in such astronomical ways that we can't even begin to comprehend all of God's love and, and majesty and strength and the power of God. If we just humble ourselves before him fully and 100% and give God control and just trust him with every element of our lives, he'll continually blow our minds just like this widow. Um, so that ends chapter 17 with our introduction to the prophet Elijah. And we'll continue on to see what happens next in chapter 18 tomorrow. I hope you all are having a most wonderful day.